Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym. And what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. And today, you might notice by the lovely, deep, warm tones of this microphone that we are in Sonar Studios, okay? The lovely Talkback Studios. Uh, This is a video podcast I'm doing once a month. Oh boy, the mic setup is fabulous, and you can head on over to the YouTube um, to check out the video. However, without further ado, I have to introduce my lovely, lovely guest. Today we have, welcome back, back, back again to the pod, goddess Freya Faye. It's me. (laughs) Fourth time? Fourth Fourth, time's a charm. Fourth time's a charm. Yeah, something like that? Something like that. And I also wanted to do, um, we'll see how long... You know how boring this gets like long term, but the short term plan for every time we're in the sonar room, um, we do a Q&A. Yes. <laughs> so we've done a call for questions. We have. And, and we, we have, have a hat full of them. We have, we have a, a hat, hat full. full of questions. Les questions, s'il vous plaît. Very exciting. Goddess Freya, would you like to begin? Let's choose a question. A question from at B Slave B. What was the reason for your choice of dom names? For doms, does much thinking have to go into this? Oh, a good question to start on. Yeah, where did you get Freya from? Oh, back in the day. Back in the day when I was starting to dance. This was 2012 or something like that. And I wanted something fun and not your typical dancer name. So I started looking into like like folklore and mythology and I found Freya. And Freya is the goddess of love, beauty, sex, magic, and fertility. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's stuck. And at the time, I was also watching this anime called Chobbits. Or like, not at the time, but probably years ago. And one of the characters' names was Freya. And I loved her. So I was like, this is, I mean, it's meant to be. Come this on now. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, I had like, I already had current branding via bedpost with Aaron Pym. So I was like, when I started doing my pro dom stuff, I didn't feel the need to like completely separate my, you know, sex and sexuality empire that I had built for many years. Um, that wouldn't have made sense. I was like, no, I'm, I want to like use this, you know, to go into my proton stuff. So I ended up just going with Lady Pym. I just modified the name I was already going with. Yeah, that's how we do. Easy peasy. All right. Question two. I will read this one. At Leon Messi, one, two, three, four, five. Messi. What was your... Asking us a question. <laughs> what was your experience like with one of your youngest subs in your sessions at Ritual Chamber? Do you have some younger clients that you have memories about? You know what? Just yesterday, actually. Oh, do tell. Yes. I was very surprised. Um, it was a female client, and she was 22. Fab. That's and young. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And had not gone to see a dom before and was... Just exploring, um, you know, exploring BDSM for the first few times and knew that she liked rope and being confined. And so I was like, oh, this is really sweet and cute. And it was a very, very gentle rope scene. And it sounded exactly like I described it. Bound and confined. (laughs) (laughs) Put in a cage. It was nice. Lots of head stroking and patting. (laughs) That sounds fabulous. It was, yes. For me, I have like, um, I had two clients at one point that were like, like I had to check their ID, double double check, triple check their ID because they were 19. Yeah, I had one of those ones, you're right. And um, 
one of them ended up seeing me for quite a few sessions, and I actually got the honor to um, see them through their gender transition, mm. which was fabulous, um, and to do kink scenes that supported them in 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 that transition. So um, it, it it was really beautiful and special, actually, and especially so since this is the question, like especially so that they were a young adult finding their way and that I got to kind of help them through that or guide them or support them. Mm-hmm. So special. Yes. So special. So special. Yeah. It's so special. Yeah. That's sweet. From at off underscore showed. Sure. S-H-O-D-E. What is your reaction to bratty kids? Brats. Bratty kids or, or brats? I'm assuming they mean brats <laughs> by that. I'm assuming they see brats as in a CGL scenario of some sort in which they're saying kids, but we're talking about adults role playing. Yes. <laughs> so we can uh, you can either answer that or talk about brats. Yeah, like what talk do you? What's brats. the question exactly? What is your reaction to brats? Mm, well, my reaction generally is excitement. Yeah, I do love, I do love brats. Same as a brat, I do love brats. <laughs> A lot of excitement in playing with brats. So that is my initial reaction is, ooh, we're bratting. Let's see how we can open this up and where does it go? <laughs> For me, I um, my reaction in the moment, like in the scene, is usually kind of a dry reaction, <laughs> honestly. Which is funny because I'm, I laugh a lot in scenes. Sometimes bratting gets a laughing reaction for me if they say something super funny or super clever. I'm just like, oh, yes. that's so good. And I just laugh. But, like, I think my my go-to reaction for brats is actually to give them nothing. <laughs> Honestly, like, eye roll, like, close my eyes, like, like stuff like that. So I want to make extra sure when I do play with brats, I do tell them what is kind of my reaction in the scene to make sure that's con- with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not too... Disparate from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I make sure to let them know that that reaction means I'm enjoying it. Like to be like, like that means I'm having a lot of fun, even Mm -hmm. though the reaction might not be smiling, laughing. Mm -hmm. It's playful because I'm playing, I'm feigning that I'm not enjoying it. I think that's more it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I love brats too. And when I get a form of somebody that wants to do some sort of consensual bratting with me, I'm like, I'm so excited as well. Yeah. I'm like, so game. Game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yes. Yeah. And we taught a bratting workshop at Oasis. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> Which was <laughs> annoying. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Fun. So fun. Bad fair. Bad fair. Bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad. Okay. Let's see here. <coughs> at J underscore zero. If you could dominate anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Well, I think I, I would prefer to dominate someone who is alive. But <laughs> what do you think they would be into? So I guess if we're playing this thing with like celebrities and pu- or public figures or whatever, yeah. who would it be and what, what would oh they be God, into? That's a good question. It is good. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, like my first wave response is you. <laughs> Anyone dead or alive? Wow, I'm I'm humbled and honored, honestly. But if it was like a celebrity or something, oh my god! Oh, like Ryan Gosling. Yes, yeah. Ken. Yes, Ken. You know what? Yes, Ken. Be in my feet. Like, just... Yeah, what's Ken, Ken into? Ken would be a foot sub. Yeah. Ken Ken's would in feet. be a foot sub. <laughs> Ken would be a boot licker. <laughs> Ken would be a foot worshiper. Ken would paint my toes, like, really well. Yes. Ken would give me a very good pedicure. You know what? <laughs> yes. Where's Ken? Where's, where's Ryan Gosling at? For me, I like my instinct is thinking of like some of my kink inspo people. Like I think of Betty Page. I think of Dita Von Teese. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think of Marilyn, like my sex icons is kind of the ones I go to, like for actually inspiration for me. So, yeah, I don't know when I like it's so nostalgic for me, these images of like Betty Page. Yeah. So like the idea that I could like do that in real life is really attractive. Yes. Like, yeah, that I could bind and gag Betty Page and what would she be into? I mean, I know a lot about her life, so she actually kind of, she's got a, a harrowing kind of a story of a mm. life, right? So I think my instinct would be to do a really sensual, loving scene with her. It, it would still be binding and gagging and whatnot, but I think I would I would bring out my really supportive oh. dom to give her a really great experience with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One to remember. Yeah, one to remember. Ideally, Sorry, hopefully. One to remember. <laughs> With you, yes. Of course. <laughs> Ooh, it's a fun hat. It's back to you. At Ottawa Guy Dave 2. Do your sessions involve forced buy with a submissive male and an alpha male under your control? They can, if you book it. Yes, anything can happen if you book it. For a prize. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are providers. There are providers that have dicks, mm-hmm. factory installed penises, factory installed that you could book with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in the realm of possibility. Absolutely, yeah. Like it, it is funny though. It's like I, I appreciate that people want to do it, you know, under my direction and whatnot. But it's like, if you want to suck dick, if you want to suck dick so bad. You can do that so easily. You can really do that so easily. I believe in you. Yeah, you can just. I mean, I appreciate that you want me there. If that makes you feel straight, (laughs) (laughs) that I'm telling you to do it. You know, if that's the mental, emotional block happening, (laughs) that if you just go get dick by yourself, then, Mm -hmm. oh no, maybe you're gay. My advice is be gay, gay. darling. Be happy and be be gay. (laughs) Don't do it. Yeah, but like, I'm thinking of like providers I'd love to do a scene like that with. Uncle Teddy jumps to mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from uh, Reverie, yes. uh, the the agency Reverie to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone for you that? Davis Thumper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. he's around him. Yes. Those would be the. Yeah. Those are the two go to. Okay. I know most of. Yeah. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, Anonymous wants to ask. Ever session on tour, specifically Ottawa? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's enough. Well, oh, wait. For a prize. For a prize. <laughs> yeah, I mean, touring, like, no. I'm just not a big traveler mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't drive, so it's not, like, the yeah. easiest thing to do a tour, really, a working yeah. tour. The other thing with Ritual Chamber is if it's anywhere in the GTA, then we need to be sessioning at Ritual Chamber. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be outside the GTA. I don't know. I just, I'm a homebody. I I do a fly me to you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, for a price. Like, you got to be paying for me to be on that plane and waiting at the airport. Waiting. You got to pay for the food and the accommodations and the travel from there to the play space. You got to pay for the play space. Then you got to pay for my time. There's probably social dates on there that you got to pay for. It's expensive. At least 10 things that need to be on that paid for list. Yeah. How about you? Is that like, is this tour attractive thing for you? Not a tour, but a fly me to you. Great. Yes. Yeah. If all of those 10 things are satisfied. Are going to line up, mm-hmm. then let's yeah. do it. All that's right. It. That's fine with me. <laughs> it's at Nordic Bushman. Okay. Which is the most challenging and satisfying thing you like to get subs to do for your satisfaction that was not on their original wish list? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, usually we do things that. The sub wants to do. They they give yeah. us a list of activities usually, and, mm-hmm. and we put together a session. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people are like, "What do you want to do, mistress? What do you want to do, goddess?" Mm-hmm. In which case, do you have a go-to activity yeah. for when they're like, "I want to do what you want to do. I want to make you happy. I want to mm-hmm. serve you." What's the thing you make them do? 
Make make them in quotes. <laughs> Consensually, nice, obviously. Nice relaxing foot rub. Come on now. Oh, easy go to here. That's my baby. Yeah, that's the here, one. Let me sit down. <laughs> let me sit down. You touch my feet. Yeah. Lovely, lovely way to end a session. <laughs> lovely, stuff. lovely stuff. For me, I'm like <laughs> lately. I know I've got. I've brought my dragon tail into work and I leave it in my locker now so anyone that's like yeah I'm open to impact play and I'm like do you have specific implements you like specific ones you don't and then I'm like how about this would you be open to trying this that's (laughs) one yeah because I just love using it and I don't get too much opportunity to use it so like if somebody's open and like oh whatever you want to do I'm like this (laughs) I pull it out I'm like yeah this yes (laughs) yeah Can I? <laughs> yeah. Boy, do I. Boy, do I like it. Okay. <laughs> At I Love Caning. <laughs> Has a slave ever reached the level of being owned by you and branded with your initials? It's very specific. I Love Caning. Um, somebody, somebody like I had an online dynamic with for a while was thinking about a tattoo. And for me, I said no. I was uh-huh. like, no. That's not... It's the no for me. How did I know um, Mystique has someone tattooed? Yeah, there's a submissive of hers that says Mystique on him on a tattoo. Branded, I'm I'm not. It's amazing because it's Mystique. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yes, Mystique probably (laughs) has many, you know, I would assume. This makes so much sense. How do you feel about that? It's a no for me. Yeah. Maybe wear a necklace or like a little chain or something. Adorn yourself with commitment not. jewelry. Commitment jewelry, yes. Yeah. Adorn yourself with commitment jewelry. Not digging into flesh. Yeah. <laughs> no no branding here. Like for me it's like you know, some dynamics are temporary, right? So t- to reflect the temporariness of a lot of these dynamics, like mm-hmm. I know you're obsessed with me now. I mean, even just in general, to get someone's name tattooed on you, you know, your even your husband or something, it's like, That's well, nothing's forever. Like, I don't know. No. But maybe people like a track record of all the mistresses they, they've served. Just There's huge. just one arm <laughs> dedicated LP, to it. GGF. You know what? <laughs> I mean, GFF. <laughs> Get my initials right. <laughs> what did he say? GGF. GFF. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I think I think that's a liability in the way of like, if someone's got my name on them, they better be on their best behavior. All of the time. Like, so if they start if they treat another, you know, provider, if they're a time waster to them or you know, or worse, like whatever, if they're just annoying or if they're. Or if they book and cancel. Yeah, like that reflects badly on me. Like, I don't even like when somebody tries to put my name in their Twitter bio, like owned by Lady Pym mm. in their Twitter Twitter bio or something. Um, I don't like that. I'm like, no, I, I don't. Then I have to answer for all your stuff. That's a lot of responsibility for me that I'm it's too much mm-hmm. commitment. Right. Because then you're in charge of the whole online atmosphere of them and that's that sounds quite chaotic yeah i've had people get in my dms like like um fellow providers get in my dms and be like this person comments on your stuff a lot like they're bothering me like are they your like come get your sub basically and i'm like they're not mine they're 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 like a reply guy for me too like i don't you know what i mean like so i would hate to think that i'm i'm responsible for a man because the man is not gonna act you know Come get your sub. Come get your sub. <laughs> Please come get your sub. It's true. Oh, what's this one? Oh, a fancy one. Oh. At Natalie K with a one six three seven one three. Wants to know. Wants to know if you did a role play with each other hypothetically, who would be the dom and who would be the sub? Hypothetically, because that would never happen in reality. It's never happened. No, that would never happen. Never. Has never happened. Has never happened. 
That's a funny question. That's I like funny. this question, actually. Like this question. <laughs> I feel like they're mining for who's more dominant. But I, I, honestly, my answer is like, what's the activity that that will dictate? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody's tying someone up, I'm being tied. You're yes, tying. I'm tied. You know, if it's impact play. I'm topping, you're bottoming. Yes. If it's, you know what I mean? It really is dependent on the activity for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what they want out of that, but it's, you're not going to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's. Yeah, I would love to do a rope scene with you. Be, I'm surprised we so haven't, nice. honestly. I'm really not done yet. Yeah. That's, well, that's the oasis waiting to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've vol- I probably volunteered once or twice. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's dependent a lot on context. They said specifically role play. Oh, um, well, I have captured you in my lair, and I'm going to tie you up. That's a role play. <laughs> That's a role play. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in my castle. It's a tall castle. Yeah, because again, I'm. I guess like it would be still based on the activities, no matter what the role play. It's like okay, but who has the actual skills or the actual desire to either top or bottom for whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. regardless of what the role play is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. Oh, oh me is yeah. me uh, at Kentuck six seven six seven nine nine one four. If you're kink curious but unsure how to proceed, what is a good way to figure things out? I feel like there's a lot of different advice we could give. Yeah. I'm go to like to feel what avenue to go with here. I feel like you could listen Very to Kink broad. Podcast, learn some stuff. You could read some kink books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. can follow some kinky people on your socials yeah. that create like content that's maybe educational in nature, you know, a bit mm-hmm. entertainment, a bit educational. Yeah. Like my TikTok, for instance. <laughs> Edutainment. Um, you could go to a kink event. To kind of see things in person or a kink night at a venue, you know, there are a lot of kink type events happening in major cities. Yeah, do your research, kind of feel what feels good to you, what you're attracted to and what you feel drawn to and experiment with that. Yeah, even if it's solo, like Mm -hmm. what videos are you drawn to? And then kind of think about why am I what do I find interesting about that video, Mm -hmm. you know? Even just doing a bit of analysis that way mm-hmm. might help you on your journey. It'd be like, oh, okay. It's the fact that, I don't know, it's this specific power dynamic that's really cool yeah, to me. Yeah, it's like, ooh, that makes you feel good. Okay. How do I expand? How do I explore that? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you probably have a kinky friend that you don't know <laughs> yes. is a kinky friend. You know what I mean? That nine you could, times out of ten. That if you like... Have any of you like tried spanking? <laughs> Probably some of them are like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's really, I think that's an important thing on the beginning of your journey is to like have people to talk to about it. Yes. Yeah. Rather than staying kind of close isolated. And isolated. It, it really helps to be able to have at least one person to talk to, mm-hmm. bounce ideas off of, or, you know see what they might be into, see what you might be into. Maybe they like something that you might eventually like too. And here we go. You look, you have a dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, we're providers, so we're always going to recommend, go see a provider. You know, a lot of people come to us because they're like, I don't know enough about it. Like, I don't have, I don't know, I don't have enough bottoming skills to just do this out in the world, Mm -hmm. like to raw dog it in the world. Like, I need all of this safety kind of built in. I know you're an experienced professional. You've got all of the, you know, equipment, tools, implements, Mm -hmm. toys, whatever. Yeah, knowledge, know-how, exactly. Um, And and it's no strings attached. I can just play Mm -hmm. and do that on my completely on my own journey. The other person has no ulterior motive yep. here. Very low pressure. Low pressure environment. Mm-hmm. Shame free, judgment free. Because yeah. that can be part of it mm-hmm. of like coming out to someone of like, oh, I'd like to try kink. That yeah. can be scary. Tell so your provider. Yeah. Tell your provider we're like, great, that's the most okay. mundane thing I've heard all week. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've heard, you know, we we're not gonna feel spanking. Oh. Yeah, scary. ooh, saucy you, you know. But like <laughs> You know, it's will normalize help normalize it for you, kind of. Yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your turn. My turn. 
Yes, yes, yes. From Wantan Sub. Mm -hmm. Do you reflect on the journey you've taken subs on from nervous newbies to willing deviants? What is the most surprising slash enjoyable kink you unearthed in someone they didn't know they had? Well, hmm. Do I reflect on it? Yeah, sure. If I've got a regular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. I, and I think in negotiation, we maybe talk about that of like, you know, last time this mm -hmm. was the case. What do we want for next time? Mm -hmm. You kind of see more of this. Mm -hmm. You see you both building on it. So that can be fun to talk about like, you know, remember way back when you came mm -hmm. in, you were super risk averse and you were so shy and, mm -hmm. you know. You didn't know your boundaries, nor how to communicate them. And to, now, yeah. uh -huh. yep. look at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like having that that conversation with long-term yeah. clients. Yeah, I would say in the moment, it's more of a reflection rather than kind of thinking about it through the day or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> you should know when we're not at work, when we're not getting paid, we're not really thinking about you all. hate to tell you. <laughs> And then it was, what was the second part? Something about what oh, was something you turned someone on to? Or? Yeah, something that was uncovered for a sub that they might not have been interested in before. I'm messing up the verbiage on that, but that's I mean, extent. I had a duo with someone the, the other day, yesterday, the other day, and they... Um, they were very nervous at the beginning of their journey. And the one thing they were very worried about was, what if I don't like any of it? Like, in my head, you know, the fantasy is great. But what if it can't translate to reality? What if I can't take any pain? What if I can't get in these positions? What if I, like, whatever. And what they ended up doing was liking everything and that was a new problem they had like literally I like oh, every I single like. thing <laughs> and oh shit <laughs> so that was a fun thing to see them completely 180 to being so having a lot of anxiety about mm -hmm. not what if I don't like it what if I don't please you yeah. and it and it all just being exactly the opposite they loved everything and we had a great time together oh yeah that's nice yeah that's very sweet yeah I can't remember the particular time frame of this but somebody who didn't like impact play and then we did like just the gentle spanking just the gentlest of spanks <laughs> there was that oh the moment of oh that felt good it's like okay what felt good about it you know and um you know having them kind of describe or try and get in touch with with how they were feeling about it and, and description of what felt good about it and they realized oh i i do like some spanking I do like some impact even though there was like absolutely no but they were kind of willing to try it and then they ended up really liking it so I that's love that nice. I love when people open up to impact play and spanking <laughs> yeah yeah that reminds me I had somebody who was like I was working a party and we did a little flogging scene just like 10 minutes and um, kind of blew their mind they they sat in there and they watched it being done a bunch they watch me do it to a bunch of other people. And then they're like, I don't, you know, I don't think I'll like it, but <laughs> it seems so interesting to watch and people seem to be liking it. So they just wanted that experiential kind of learning experience. Yes. And, and then they did it and they were like, whoa, that's, yeah. and then they booked me for a session because they're like, that like transported me somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that was a big surprise to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's the thing about most of this. It's like you learn experientially. You learn through experience. Doing. Yep. The Bedpost Podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market.
We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com. But one of my favorite things to do is to go on Instagram at Club M4 Events and check out what they have going on. So just scrolling through here, we have Wednesday afternoon play party, game night, threesome Fridays, sexy lingerie, Club M4's fetish fantasy, and New Year's Eve glitz and glamour. If anything looks interesting and you want to check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga. Is me? Is me? And the question is, at Edward Cantor, what makes a submissive memorable for you? What a good And secondarily, is it challenging to remember the dynamic between you and a submissive when there is time in between sessions? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I see the name of them coming back for another session, sometimes I try to look back in the email thread to be like, okay, what did we do last time? And maybe I'm not getting any information. But when I see them, they o- I open the door and they're there. I'm like, oh, yeah, you. Okay, yes, 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 yes I remember. Like, it all floods back to me. I'm terrible with na- names. I'm great with faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if I don't totally remember everything – Often, once we start playing, yes. then I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of my trend. Yes. Yeah. And then what makes a submissive memorable? Someone who's really embodied mm-hmm. and or someone who's really fun or yes. funny. Yes. <laughs> 100% yes. Or they had a very memorable request like a very unique request like Mm -hmm. they brought a really creative role play to me Mm -hmm. then that's always gonna I'm never gonna forget that Mm -hmm. yeah how about you definitely echo those like fun engaging communicative um, embodied certainly yes memorable experience like something yeah something like a fun experience like something outside of the box um, or like something that I've requested on Twitter mm-hmm. or X or whatever we're supposed to call it now. Whatever. <laughs> like one of those manifesting the session and then somebody comes in and is like, I saw on your Twitter that you wanted some. Yes. Good. Yes. Good Thank boy. Thank you. Good, good. Like you already. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then what makes do you, yeah, do you sometimes forget in between if it's been oh, a long time or how does that work for you? If I see somebody, I, I remember. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it's a felt sense for me. Like the body remembers. My body remembers like interacting with whoever's coming, mm-hmm, whoever's coming back. It's like, oh yeah, okay. I remember we did this. And even if, even if like on the grander picture, I'm like, mm, I forget what we did in the moment somehow I'll just remember I'm like oh yeah we did this and we did this and it's it's yeah it all comes back it's all coming back (laughs) it's all coming back it's all coming back to me (laughs) do I play that song in my head of course yes at leanne underscore sissy Mm mm-hmm how do you keep things fresh and new for both you and the client? You session in the same space. How do you not fall into repeating sessions over and over? Is it new toys, new outfits, new equipment that sparks a fresh new session for you both? That is a really good question. question. Sometimes, good. yes, I'm like, ooh, am I like doing the same I get into a pattern sometimes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially if I have a lot of the similar requests. Like I get a a person that's new to kink Mm -hmm. and they want to do like a sensation platter. Yeah. Right. That's a very common request for me. I have an approachable kind of a brand. So I get a lot of people who are new. It's their first scene or their first one with a professional. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah, that can look the same. Right. Because I'm like, okay, we're going to do these five things basically. Right. I know how to do that scene. I know how to blow someone's mind with that scene. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, but what makes it fresh, I guess, is whatever they respond to. Right. 
and then we go there. Mm -hmm. So like the format is the same, but yeah. inserting that person yeah, makes it new. Different. Yeah, or the energy is new. Mm -hmm. Or like the question I give is like, okay, we're going to do physical sensations today mostly. Um, but, you know, what we're going to try and explore is whether it's more about the physical sensations for you or it's more about the power dynamic, right? right? Mm -hmm. So also depending on which they're kind of more, which is more the focus or the kind of core thing for them, um, then we'll kind of go there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, it's not new costumes. It's not new toys. It's not new whatever. It's, it's more like, it's just new people, it's you know, people. it's a new person. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say the exact same thing. Like it's, you have a different relationship with everybody that comes in. So it's always going to be different. Even if it's the same person, it's like moment to moment, it's different. That moment is different than the moment that they came beforehand. Or if it's somebody new, um, or if it's a bunch of new people in a row, like you said, like everybody is different. Everybody's going to want to experience something different, a little bit different and react differently and take in the entire space differently too. So it's always different. I also have a second answer for that. And it's when you do a duo. duo. And in the duo, sometimes I pick up a little something new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the other person's like, oh, I do this all the time. It's like so much for way? me. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> that happens. That happens for sure. I'm like, Definitely. yeah. Yeah. That happened the other day with Oren, actually, because we were doing some rope. And I was like, you take the lead on this because I'm shit at rope. And I did, you know, do one thing that was a little predicament-y that seemed to me very mundane, you know, very banal. But Oren was like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, you just, you know, they had kind of a chest strap that they mm -hmm. had done, a chest harness. And um, I just did kind of like thigh cuffs so that I like cranked their, yes. you know, and I just attached, I just went boop, boop onto their Try thing. And stand up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then Oran was like, that's brilliant. And I was like, is it? I don't know. It's boring to me. I don't know. Yeah. Simplicity. Sometimes. Sometimes simplicity is just the way to go. Yeah, mm -hmm. that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it me? Is you. Is me? Is you. Okay. At tight lock up 67. Oh, okay. What do you think about chastity? Do you currently hold keys for someone? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't hold keys, no. No, I'm not a key holder. I kept one client in mental chastity for two weeks, and he went insane. Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like verbal bondage, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I do that. Yeah. And I realized that with this one particular client, the longer he stays in chastity, the more money he sends. Oh, <laughs> so. that's a great thing to figure out. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Let's do that again. <laughs> I do like putting on like, here's the thing is like, we have a bunch of chastity cages at Virtual Chamber. Mm -hmm. um, when you get a good fit, it's great. You put a cage yeah. on someone in the scene. Mm -hmm. um, but I really recommend to bring your own cage. Bring your own cage. Because, yeah, it, it can be not, you know, it can be not ideal to not get the right fit. And I know the fantasy is like they're put in the cage, they're locked up, they're confined, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like it can kind of take some time, unless they like this as part of the process of like trying on different cages right. to try and get the proper fit. Because mm -hmm. like I don't think people realize that can take a lot of time. So like if you want to be put in chastity for the session, it's like – you know, you got a lot of time for that to trying on different cages. Unless you come in a cage and then perfect. Yeah. And give me the key for the two hours and then I give it back at the end. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> if you're good. K-Y-O-C. Yeah. Bring your own cage. Yeah. I read, because um, we just had Locktober, you know. Yes. I read somebody who is a, a dominant who is so into chastity. And she was like, I'm sorry, I find Locktober boring. <laughs> like, there's so many more interesting things you can do with chastity. And, like, Locktober is just, like, so mash. She's like, I don't participate. And she's like, chastity is my favorite kink. Mm -hmm. And I don't do Locktober. It's lame. She does it all the time. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but I will say, since we're talking about chastity, I interviewed MB on my podcast um, a few episodes back. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, it was Locktober, we talked about chastity a lot. And anyone's interested in locking up should go listen to that. Yes. Yeah, I did a consult with someone recently about chastity. And I recommended them go listen to that. Oh. Yeah. A good episode. Yeah. At Just a Jitsy Guy Wants to Know. One of the most common talked about things in a scene is the sub in subspace. But what can a sub do to make you fall into mistress space? Oh. Uh-huh. Well, I would never get into mistress space, you could first never. of all. No, I could goddess never. Space. Goddess space. <laughs> Top space, though. Top space. Dom space. Dom space. Okay. Goddess so what can a client do or what can a submissive do to get you into goddess space? See, now, I hate to be, I hate to be a, a picker of the grammar here. Uh-huh. But one cannot get someone into dom or subspace. Yeah. One does not make someone get into the space. It is quite impossible. Um, to that I say, it is a co-created, uh, basically it's a co-created experiment between your dom and your sub. Mm-hmm. It, is, um, it is the art of allowing energy to flow between the both of you and what you're doing and the activity that you might be doing, how it brings you both together. And yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's part of my answer at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing as like, yeah, you can't give someone an orgasm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can it's encourage them receiving. or guide them mm-hmm. or help them or support them, but it's like that person's journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I think using that, I think for me, it's like the client would need to really allow me to do this scene how I want to do it. Meaning like, you know, people have lots of requests of us and sometimes they can just bring a list and they want us to bang through all the activities or Mm -hmm. whatever. And there isn't a lot of room for me in the scene other than being a service top, right? So, but some clients really do want to focus on like, I want, I know you're a professional. You've been doing this for so long and I booked you for you. Yeah. So like, I want you to really, you know, take up space here. And then I'm like, yes, that if you can support me or encourage me to get into top space, that's kind of what you come with of like, I want to do these few things, but I want, you know, you do it how you do it. Like. Don't let me tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to feel your dom style. I want to feel your energy, what you come into this with. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yes, this will be a good scene. This will be a good scene. Yeah. To add on to that, for me in particular, I need time. Mm-hmm. I need time to, to settle in. I need time to, to like feel into and relax and... There's something about um, particularly like impact play and the the repetitiveness of the motions mm-hmm. that like is very soothing to me. So I know like in as an activity, impact play is like easier, quote unquote, um, for me to feel more relaxed and like fall into that space more. Um, but yeah, it would have to. It generally requires a longer session. Mm-hmm. Of like things that I particularly enjoy that I know that the sub also very much enjoys and like the energy that I receive and that I'm giving off as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. Fabulous. Lovely Just a jitsy guy. Just a jitsy guy. Ooh, it's kind of a long one. At D underscore femdom. I've recently discovered that impact plays my fave. Oh, congrats. I love the thought of red stripes or broken skin or like blood, but I'm not there. What level of caning or whipping is too much for you? When would you say no thanks? I've seen some pictures. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'll say. I've seen some pictures of you (laughs) and Lady Delphine (laughs) in a quite heck stream. Yes, that custom that we shot. Shot. Yeah. Yes, we shot a custom. And um, 
It was a lovely custom. It looked lovely like it. Custom. It really looked like it. Yeah. Never received that custom video. <laughs> really. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So to that, I say. <laughs> the limit does not exist. The limit does it's like not in Mean exist. Girls. Limit, the limit does not exist. The limit does, the not, does exist. not exist. Mm-hmm. Come for a good caning. The limit does not exist. I will say, as far as like, like blood play, you mm-hmm. know, <clears throat> you can't be using canes that are then going to be, you know, put back on the shelf for no, other clients to use. So Absolutely. if you do require, you know, if you want to do caning and, and be doing to the point where blood is happening, that's got to be your cane that is only yours you have ever used. Um, and it goes home with you. In another sense, BYOC. Yes. Bring your own cane. <laughs> and then the other thing that happens is like, you've really got to, uh, play in a sanitized area yeah. because when you are caning and blood is happening, there is a splatter that is happening. So there needs to be, you need to be everything covered. There can't be porous surfaces or once again, it's your space where it's your stuff and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's not a shared space. Can't be a shared space mm-hmm. where blood is getting places where you can't actually sanitize and clean it. Yeah. So we'll say that. Yeah. So like a, a lot of times at ritual chamber, you can't do that. No, no. It's not a possibility. So for the rules of the space, my limit is as soon as, you know, it looks like the skin is about to break. That's when mm-hmm. you stop at RC. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll say that. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't want to get blood on your things, make your room look like Dexter's, Dexter's lab, lab, baby. Yes, yes, yes. At C D C R S X X X X. What's the worst experience you've had as a dom? This question. <laughs> this it's a no for me, dog. Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, should we say why that's a shitty question to ask? Why you don't ask that question? Mm-hmm. Because like we're provider to provider interview right now, but imagine say one of us was a provider and one of us goes getting viewed by non-provider, mm-hmm. say for a public something, mm-hmm. you know, a public forum of any any kind. Um, so we can say, you know, in the interview you could say, well, I, that's not a question I'm going to answer. However, there can be pressure in those scenarios to answer the question, mm-hmm. so you might have to kind of answer the question. Um, depending on the form of when, where and when this is asked and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you ask what's the worst experience you've ever had as a sex worker, That's... guess what that means. Think, think of what that could mean, right? So you're asking that person to talk about what? Being assaulted? Mm-hmm. Being sexually assaulted, right? Or having violence done onto you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um which, you know, <laughs> you ain't privy to. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, so obviously we're not gonna um, we're not gonna answer that question, um, but that that's gonna be the answer as to why you don't answer that. Why you mm-hmm. don't ask that question? As we like to do here on the Bed Post Podcast, is educate the masses. That, yes. <laughs> Anything but that. Anything but that question. At Sissy Caleb BNWO, did you ever feel bad after using a crop or whip too hard on someone? <laughs> That's funny. It's kind of funny, but kind of, but kind of actually, we could talk about that. Um, do we ever feel bad after using a crop on someone? No, absolutely no. not. But if it's too hard, like if it's legitimately, you know, we do a lot of work to make sure we're playing within the boundaries of the client or mm-hmm. the people we're playing yes. with. A, a lot, lot of harm and, reduction. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of risk assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, our main priority with our clients is to keep you safe, yes. is to color within the lines. Yeah. However, does that mean that the odd time, the odd time you're going to get a little snap of a whip that you're like, too hard, too hard, too hard? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. because there are so many factors that are outside of your control, even with very experienced kinksters who are very skilled with the implements they are using. The odd time that can happen. Um, so when that happens, do you feel bad? Yeah, I feel bad. 
I'm like, I'm sorry. I check in. I'm sorry. It seems like that was, you know, you wanted to stay at a six out of a 10 and that went up to an eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you, how are you feeling? Do you need a moment? Can I get you anything? Do you want to continue with this activity? Should we switch? Um, Do you need any support right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel bad, you know, but also I accept that that is part of my job that that will happen from time to time. Mm -hmm. Harm will happen Mm -hmm. in relationships. You will get hurt. If you Mm -hmm. love, you are signing a contract that you will hurt me, right? It's the same thing with any type of sex or play. That's why you can't have safe sex. You have safer sex, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's that's my rant. I went on a rant, apparently. And and that's why we have, you know, safe words in the traffic light system. And that's why the reciprocated kind of action back is being able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, if if that happens, yeah, please tell us. Yes, we'll, we'll feel bad in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will. But also, you got to do the thing of like instant forgiveness. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't in the scene. Yeah, it's not suddenly about me now no. that I feel bad that I, no. you know, like no, no. that's that's no. Forgive and move on. Did yeah. I? No, you just did that one. Yes. Okay. At Derek Rank two seven eight seven five. How much training did it require before you started having sessions with clients on your own? Also, are there negative sides to being in the profession? I say we just answer the first part. I also the say second that. second part is pretty much what we just answered. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we all... Uh, well, maybe I won't speak for everybody, but like I came to Ritual Chamber with a lot of skills already. Mm-hmm. And so I was ready to go with the skills that I had, um, and then that I would accumulate skills I didn't have along the way. So to begin, you know, my activities were more, way more narrow, you know. I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary uh, with Ritual Chamber this month. <clears throat> and to think of the skills I acquired along the five years, huge. Um, but also, I did start right away because mm-hmm. I was skilled in something. So yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, same for me. It's I've been with RC for what just over a year and a half now. Ooh-hoo. Time doth fly. Um, I came with skills as ready uh, as ready already as well. So I kind of just jumped into it, and I'm um, having done sex work already. I was kind of in the in the field in the in the field already. So yeah, it was um, it wasn't too big of a jump for me when I got into RC. Okay, we're gonna zoom through. All these last questions. We also want to do, I don't know if we'll have time, honestly. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Let's zoom through a bunch. Zoom, 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 baby. Oh, I think I. Did it's you? Yours, it's yours. Oh, that. Go- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. At Greg K two nine five. Do you ever get turned on during the sessions? If so, what type of sessions is most likely to happen? No. <laughs> I however, what? When would it happen? Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm. Truly. When would this happen? If I could, one, sit down. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be sitting. I need to be sitting. And if somebody just came with a whole lot of cash. (laughs) Or just sitting and doing FinDom. You come and do FinDom with me in person. You want to turn me on? That will turn me on. No word of a lie. You do me. So we'll just answer. Oh, like, yes. you know, we both won't okay. answer. We'll just, yeah. <clears throat> At McLeod 7104, as a duo, what's the wildest scene you've done or had requested? Fuck yeah. The most memorable is fashion show. We've done it with multiple clients at this point. Yes. It's the fucking best. Um, you dress them up. You make them walk a runway. Maybe you make them do a talent portion. We've had someone do a burlesque routine. Um, I mean, options are, I want someone to sing for us at one point. I want someone to recite a dramatic monologue at one point. Like, let's talent portion it. Like, if they want to bring props of something, like they want a baton twirl or something, get their, like, ribbons out. (laughs) That's what I want. Yes. What I want. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Helsinda, how does your mindset mindset shift? That's tough. How does your mindset shift when you have a woman or non-binary client versus a cis man? Oh, that's a good 
good question. If I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. I'm much more soft mm-hmm. with um, with female clients, with um, non-binary clients, with basically non-cis men <laughs> clients. <laughs> My softness comes out more. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it <laughs> is what it is. is. Yeah, softer. <laughs> softer. Softer side of Freya. Mm-hmm. At Dylan. One four oh nine three two six five eight. What's the darkest role play scene you've done, or would be interested in doing? Dark is so um, subjective. Yeah. What feels the darkest for me is when I play a manipulative maternal character. Ooh. Oh, that feels so dark for me, and I love playing mm. there, like a CNC where it's emotionally manipulative Mm -hmm. and it's like a familial character like that. Someone who's really close to you and manipulating you. That feels so dark for me. Yes. And I am obsessed. Is it me? Pull? Okay. I love those scenes, by the way. Mm -hmm. At Ben W with a gazillion numbers. Do either of you enjoy being tied up? Would either of you enjoy tying the other up? (laughs) Yes and yes. (laughs) (laughs) La-di-da. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Yes, thank you. Ooh. At Mike from Ho Hio 12. Okay. <laughs> what got you into spanking? Are you really into spanking? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What what you get out of over the knee spanking? I mean, honestly. Out of all the impact play, a barehanded spanking is the least interesting for me. It really is. I do like an over-the-knee position. Mm -hmm. I like that position because it's very close and intimate. Mm -hmm. So I like that about that, and it can fit into some, as I said, some dark maternal role plays really well. Um, But a a barehanded spank is rarely my go-to. I I really like using floggers so much way better, whips and floggers. I'll I'll do paddles and stuff like that. I you know I'll only kind of spank with a leather glove on my hand, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't be breaking that much of a sweat. Also true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. At dr six five six five six five. How do you unwind after a session? Oh. <laughs> Lunch and dinner. Yeah, margaritas and tacos. <laughs> margaritas and tacos. <laughs> that <laughs> easy. At Jackbone eighty four. What state you from? Kiss. <laughs> Ontario, Canada. I think he meant like. <laughs> I think he meant shush, like. Shush, shush, shush. <laughs> At Joshua age two nine nine one nine nine. What are your favorite activities to do? We know this already. Okay. Watch the other three podcasts we've done. At Glove Dish, what are your favorite role play duos to do together? Anything. Yeah. Literally anything. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least. Last but not least. At Paul G. At Paul Guppy, too. Yes. Would you ever date a client? Full disclosure, I've gone on a date with a client before. Hmm. I would hate that people would think that's like an option because mm-hmm. it's not. That's like a one in a million shot, honestly. Um, but I am friends with people who started with clients, mm-hmm. like good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gone on dates with clients before. Um, I have kind of, uh, I've had friends book me and then it kind of turned into more because they booked me. So there are scenarios, but like it's really, really rare and absolutely don't go into a session thinking that it's going to turn into that. That would be the biggest turn off. The biggest way to make sure that doesn't happen is by thinking it's going to happen. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. (laughs) Okay. So that's all our questions, everybody. Yes. The hat is empty. It's on my head now. It is. Um, Goddess Frey Frey. Where can we book you, give you money? Follow you, <laughs> all that stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. You can follow me on X at Goddess Freya Fay. G O D D E S S F R E Y A F A E. And you can follow me on the Twit, nope, Instagram mm-hmm. at goddess.freyafay. And you can book me at the Ritual Chamber. 
go to the ritual chamber and find me. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, folks, at the Lady Pim one on Twitter. I'm at the Lady Pim on TikTok, on Instagram, um, patreon.com slash the bedpost show. That's where you find all the uh, all the good shit about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Bedpost Podcast is also on Instagram. Uh, this is on our YouTube channel, The Bedpost Show on YouTube. You can see our video interview. And um, I always like to go, you know, I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does all the original music for my podcast. Her name is Stephanie Copeland, and you can find her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Thank you, Goddess Freya Faye, for this lovely Q&A. Thank you. Talkback Studios, the sonar room at Talkback Studios. And uh, we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here at the Bedpost Podcast talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 